You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Billy Hartman, who is one of my favorite musicians around today. He is from Lipan, Texas. He's I believe working on a new album, which you're planning on a new album, which I am super excited about. Yeah, so how are you doing, Billy? I'm doing good, man. Just been working and hanging out and yeah. taking care of the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, getting ready, getting ready for all these shows to start coming back. Now the world's reopened. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's actually getting better now. Yeah, it's... It, that's like a, it's like a full year. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. It was, from your life. The, it was the 1st of March last year that I released Beans and Cornbread, and I just now got some physical copies made. Yeah. It's been a whole year. It's hard to believe, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And just recently, you've had a lot of changes. You put out an album. You have become a dad, which is awesome. It's just so cool uh, that now uh, you're all settled down. You're not uh, I'm I'm not wild man Billy Hartman anymore. No. <laughs> on occasion, on occasion. Yeah. yeah, just not as much. Not as much. Yeah, man, it's been fun. We've been got that record put out, and Towns was born, and so yeah, it's been it's been a crazy past couple of years, especially having a baby, and then a global pandemic hits, and then oh yeah, trying to put the record out. Fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I picked the worst time to have a kid. But no, it, it definitely wasn't, though. It's It's but, been great. Man. Yeah, but you picked a good name. Oh, yeah. I picked the best name. As far as I could understand at that point in time, that was a that was a great choice. I'm super <laughs> proud of myself on that. Yeah. So you have been a big part of you know my music. You taught me about so many like Towns, Van Zandt, Guy Clark just so many great songwriters you know the second time I ever played in public I met you that was like three four five years ago yeah I was trying to I was trying to remember how long ago it was today yeah. I, was, I was thinking about it that a, yeah it's ever been like four years for sure yeah which for me that's a pretty big chunk of my life that is yeah it's just been so cool getting to know you and you've been a well you are a big part of how I got started playing shows, getting into music, and all sorts of songwriters and stuff. But uh, how did you get started? Man, I got started, uh, I had a friend of mine who actually, he played on the record, his name is Wesley Holtzford. and I met the first time I ever played out in public. Yeah, you know Wesley, yeah, down in Lukenbach, okay. Yeah, and then the <clears> second <throat> time I played in public, I met you. Yeah, yeah there's all these common connections, man. Uh, Wesley actually kind of, he's the one... I remember Wesley and uh, another kid uh, came to our classroom. I think I was I was in junior high or early high school, and they played some a couple songs on guitar. And I was like, "That's going to get me. That's what I want to do. I want to do that." <laughs> and I've always loved music uh, as far back as I can remember. I just always enjoyed it. And then that was kind of the little push. I was like, "Hey, girls like this. <laughs> I want to try this out." <laughs> And so yeah. that's kind of what got my push. And then Wesley was really big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 100% of it at the start. And then, uh, like I said, Wesley, he got me kind of pushed into some, uh, into different 
some different genres that I probably wouldn't have looked at if I hadn't had somebody like him who was playing so actively in the scene at that time. But yeah, he was, he was a big part of getting me into music and showing me, you know, different, some different people that who knows where I would be musically if it hadn't been for his referrals, you know, go listen to this, listen to that. Yeah. Now I may be singing K-pop and Times Square and maybe, that may, be a, <laughs> that may be, be a bit of a stretch, but who knows, man, you never know. Mm-hmm. Could have been a totally different route. What are some of your biggest influences? Oh, man, you know that. But I, I guess I, the listeners don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, man, definitely. So, and I've been, I've listened to some of your other podcasts you've done, and some people have said as far as influences in what got them started. And kind of as, uh, like, I listened to the one you did with Kim yesterday. Yeah, and he was talking about, you know, necessarily his influences may not come out in what he sounds like, but it's people that have been inspiring to him. Yeah, that was a fun. <clears throat> yeah, so I was thinking uh, if I had to say influences, excuse me, <clears throat> influences as far as uh, playing wise, I would say real big. First off, I'd have to give uh, Steve Earle and then. Mm-hmm. Right in there, somewhere behind that, I would have to say probably Blaze Foley slash Christofferson. Yeah. And then on number three, and this is as far as playing, because I, I wish I could play like Towns Van Zandt or Guy Clark, but mm-hmm. my guitar playing is nowhere near that good. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I'll round that three out. I like that as far as playing, like you know, what I have tried to do or try to get towards something kind of like that because i just love it so much like, steve rolls got that it, all those the mississippi john it's got that that picking bass going i, I just that, i remember the first time i heard mississippi john hurt and that blew me away so maybe i should throw him in there too yeah but, and then blaze foley kind of has a bunch of his stuff has that that it's just, just something about that I, I love that that bass that alternating rhythm that just boom boom something about it yeah throws throws me out and then uh yeah, and then Christofferson. I like uh I feel like he's uh multifaceted. Oh, if yeah, that, sure. if that's the right terms to put it in. But you know, it's just he can go from some kind of slow finger pick and just beautiful rip your heart out to something that's kind of upbeat and funny. And yeah. it's you know, and it's nothing ever over the top. I feel like it's always it's exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. And uh as far as people who I just I love and try to read on and understand about as uh, Towns Van Zant right there at the top, Guy Clark. And then right underneath that, again, would I would have to throw Steve Earle in there because he's probably, if that hadn't been for Steve Earle too, Steve Earle and Wesley Holtzford. Steve Earle, listening to him, got me turned on to Towns Van Zant, Guy Clark with that Live at the Bluebird Cafe. Yeah. Fantastic record. If people listening haven't ever heard it, I, I suggest go buying it off iTunes right now and listening to every right in a row. Great record. Great. I just, you have uh, taught me so much about music and you have shown me a lot of my biggest influences like Towns. You taught me so much about Towns and Guy Clark, John Prine, Steve Earle, just a, a whole lot of really great artists. I think you were on your way. You, you were, you were in the direction. Uh-huh. 
But uh, I think I think me and Zach definitely saw that that you have an appreciation yeah. for you have you appreciate music. I think that's what a lot of people see in you, yeah. and yeah. tends to make people be like this kid, you know, because you you are you're not you're not your average uh, child. You, <laughs> you dig the cool stuff, so we got to show you, man. Yeah, you and Zach Pack for anyone who's listening also has a, a great album out. Go get that too. Yeah. <laughs> You and Zach Pack would just give me lists of uh, pieces of paper, <laughs> giving lists of things to listen to. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things. Yeah, man, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad you've you've gone the songwriter route. That's cool, and making a great songwriter. So, and so, uh, yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's it's crazy to believe how long it's been. I know. I, I remember that day. Me too. It <clears throat> was a pretty cool day. Whenever you came in there. Yeah, who all was there? Was it me and Gio? Yeah, and you, you, Giovanni, Yanez, and Shea Abshire, Ed Ogle, who that's his picker circle. Because yep. I met you at the at the Sunday picker circle with Ed Ogle at the Greenwood Saloon in Bluffdale. Yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, and I went there for years after, and they gave me uh, my first gig. I love the Greenwood. It's a great place, man. Yeah. Hey, do they're reopening? Yeah, when is it like a man? I can't remember. Uh, I think April second is what I saw. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited about that because I love the Greenwood. Also, just love your songwriting as well. Thanks, uh, man. As well as all the people that you've introduced me to, I really love your songwriting. What is your usual writing process? Man, usually when I'm trying to write what I love to do is number one usually I have to be alone yeah like, there's just something about and <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast the other day with Bruce Robinson mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't want to plug other people's shows or anything but I was listening to this podcast and uh, he was talking about co-writing and how he hated it and he just felt kind of insecure and that's usually like I've, I've, me and you have co-wrote, and then I think I co-wrote a song with Jaden, and I've done maybe one or two others, but uh, for the better part, there's just sometimes you know it's you got to be alone. I don't want nobody listening. <laughs> I want them all out. I want to be able to just uh, let it flow and let it come out, and yeah, just being alone, and also either early in the morning writing songs and drinking some some good warm decaf coffee with a little bit of honey that's a good songwriting time and then late 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 at night those are my two favorite times to write songs it's got to be like somewhere between 11 and 2 a.m or if i'm feeling like it stay up later than that or early early in the morning drinking coffee yeah i never really get up early so for me it's usually just (laughs) from 11 to really to like two yeah however you got to get it those those in my opinion those are those are my favorite times to write. I think the best times to write. It's like creativity. There's something about it. Yeah. And for me, that's the only time that, uh, you know, the house is quiet, you know? You can, you can be to yourself. Uh That's, I don't know why that's so important. I think Bruce has a thing there. Maybe it's something about a, I just love, I like being able to say and write out just whatever is coming off the top of my mind. Mm -hmm. I even get a little nervous whenever we do our co-writes sometimes. I love writing with you, Billy. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like riding with you too, man. But yeah, yeah that's uh that's that's my my private writing process. Just kind of mm-hmm. sit down, quiet time, get my notepad out, yeah. get all settled in, have uh-huh. my tuner and my capo, excuse me, have my guitar picks, and then just usually just kind of pick around on guitar and yeah. uh just see what happens, and then I'll find something that I like and then try to put some words to it. Yeah. Do you start with the music first? I do. I start with music first. Yeah. It's usually for me. And sometimes I come up with words first, but it's very rare. Like there's, there's probably, I can put on a hand how many songs I've thought up in my head. Yeah. And usually if I have, I go to put them on guitar and it comes out completely different from what I had going in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a music first guy. I guess maybe am I is that weird? Are most people melody or lyrics first? I don't know, but for me, I almost always write the lyrics first. Yeah. Or think of the lyrics first. And but I think of it as the same at the same time in my head, you know? Yeah. I think of the lyrics, but I think of the how I want the lyrics to sound. See, for me it's always like trying to get I always want my lyrics okay where was I going I want the lyrics to uh I just feel like I've always had a problem with just writing the lyrics out and then making them fit with whatever I wanted to play to it and so I was like okay well if I can come up with musically what I like and, and kind of get a somewhat part of the song staged then I can come back and see kind of what falls out because usually the music is what ends up inspiring I say inspiring, helping me kind of come up with uh, the lyrics that are going to go with it, kind of depending on the mood of the music and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know, it's it's a, it's a weird process. <laughs> yeah, well, it turns out really well. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I love your song so much. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to have some new ones put together uh, for everybody, maybe... Mm-hmm maybe the end of the year but we're gonna start recording sometime anytime soon now now spring's here i just wanted to wait for winter to be over yeah uh, yeah geez because uh yeah the weather's been so crazy but now it's nice it's warm outside uh-huh. i got a sunburn from work i was uh-huh. like yep springtime's here yeah i have a question actually is a uh, do you think that being a dad has like changed your writing process not Maybe not your process, but how the song turns out or. Uh, I feel like it has. Um, And at first, I don't think it, I don't know. I feel kind of weird after uh, Towns was born because I was like, man, like, I I felt like I should have been all these songs about fatherhood should have been popping out of me and maybe my writing should have changed. But I feel like there's there's aspects you can hear it in the songs there's you know you can you can hear it there's little things little like nods towards family life I think and more more so coming out now but uh man it's it's hard to beat writing a good sad song those are my favorite I know those are my favorite too that's awesome and like you said you have a new uh, you have hopefully a new album coming out at the end of the year yeah. Fingers crossed. And you're gonna start working it on it soon, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Yeah. 
What are some of the songs that are going to be on it? Uh, I got a list right here. But so I'm I'm still debating on the name for the record. Yeah. Uh, because I've I wrote a new song, uh, Divine Town. I'm thinking about calling it that, but I'm not sure. But uh, let's see. Let's see some of the new songs. I'm gonna put two of our co-writes on there. Oh, awesome. I'm gonna put Satisfied and Panned White Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that new one, Divine Town. Uh, another song called Downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a song I wrote about a year ago called Something to Prove and uh, another one called Railroad Blues. And I got a couple more that uh, I've, I've gotten. And so, yeah, yeah. That's, a little, that's a little snippet of what's going to end up on there. But uh, awesome. hopefully we'll have it ready by the end of the year. That's, that's my hopes, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm we'll see. Too, because I'm ready for some more Billy Hartman music. <laughs> you and me both, man. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get with Ron this year, and I think we're gonna have Wesley Holtzford come back and work with us yes. again, and do some. Uh, he mentioned some steel guitar, so I'm kind of interested mm. to see what he's got in mind. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. What is one of your biggest goals in music? Man, I just wanna. I want to go out and play some shows every month. I want to go out, maybe do like two weekends a month. Yeah. Write songs, keep putting out records. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, I will have made it. That is, that's it for me. That would be awesome. Just to be able to go out and play and keep making records. That's the main thing. Yeah. Because there's something about making a record. It's just fun, man. And getting the songs wrote for it. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. Yeah. Just stay busy. (laughs) That's awesome. We have recently been texting a lot. I got your number. And uh, we've been texting uh, about just all kinds of music. I've learned about a lot of the music that you've been listening to recently, but uh, what do you think are some of your favorite artists that are on the scene right now? So, like, locally, or just people that I'm... You know, just people that are alive, basically. (laughs) Okay. Man, I did... Okay, so I found a record by... It had been out for a while, and I finally... I got uh, Apple Music, and I listened to it. It It's Gabe Wooten, Live at the Old Quarter. That was a really cool record. I really enjoyed that. Awesome. Uh, that and you introduced me to uh, Melissa Carper, mm-hmm. and she has been. Uh, I I listen to Melissa Carper in the shower. I love. It's just. It's great. Just like listening to music, yeah, along with Django Reinhardt. I, I like listening to Django in in the shower too. I, I don't know something about something kind of oboes and jazzy feel that's got something some kind of fun about it yeah man i I love it uh see who else michael hurley i think i told you about him he's got a really cool sound yeah and he's still alive yeah Uh, i think those records were recorded back in the 70s or something too which blew me away because really the quality of the recording sounds great yeah i think the last album he made was like in 2012 yeah i think the uh, is there three or four albums 
Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I can't remember either. I listened to Michael Hurley on the way home today. I just want to stick it over. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Zach Pack. He's always got a great new song. Love listening to him. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of somebody that's just like out of the ordinary. Uh, escaping. Oh, Dave Olney. For just so I'm getting these out here so people can, if it's someone they've never heard of, definitely listen to only. Um, so, yeah, air in the conversation. All right, I'm going to stick. Those are my choices. Yeah. Those are my awesome. choices. Yeah. yeah. You've introduced me to uh, some great music like like that. Your recommendations never seem to fail. So, no. everybody, go look up. Go look up those artists. They won't be disappointed. I guarantee it. And if they are, they can come to the house and I'll, I'll bake them a casserole or something. The casserole, You're the casserole king now. That's what they call me. Next time you come over here, you're going to need to bring my parents a tater tot casserole. The last the last time they saw you uh, make one of those <laughs> on on your uh, social media, they've been uh, their mouths have been watering for it ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring over a tater tot casserole and some beans and cornbread. Yeah. I'll, I'll trade your dad for some of his gumbo. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've I've been I've been wanting to try some of it, so uh-huh. we'll have to make a good swap. Yeah. Or uh, we'll just have a big feast. Yeah. We'll have tater tot casserole, green or beans and cornbread and gumbo. Yeah. Is there someone dead or alive that you would like if you could meet if or play with, or what would be like your dream to uh, your dream person to meet or or uh, play music with? Just one person. However many people you like. I like the one person thing. I feel like if we stray yeah. off because it's it's the one person you get that yeah, chance. Yeah. Can't bring back three zombies. That's too many. <laughs> um, so definitely, man, Towns Van Zant. I would love to just. I'd love to grab a bottle of whiskey and sit down with that guy and talk. But, you know, sometimes they say don't meet your heroes. So I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be a good thing. Maybe I'd walk away and be like, oh, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? But, yeah, I would definitely – I'd love to – I'd love to just sit down and talk with Towns Van Zandt. Yeah. I think that would be – that would – I would be able – I would be able to crawl off into a coffin after that. Yeah. yeah that would be it for me. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is one of the coolest people that you could meet. The knowledge and uh, he's Towns. Oh, yeah, he's, he's Towns Van Zandt. You named your kid after him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge Towns fan, man. I love Towns Van Zandt's music, yeah. but uh, yeah, Towns Van Zandt. That's my that's my pick. And if I had if I got a number two, I'll tell you who it'd be: Robert Johnson. I think that would be another person to sit around and, and talk with. Yeah. One of mine would be like Charlie Patton because those recordings that he did, you know, the technology wasn't very good, you know. So I don't feel like you really got the full like Charlie Patton experience. And his voice was really low and gravelly, so you can't really hear what it sounded like because there's already, you know, the pops and scratches of the records. I would love to go back and just uh listen to charlie just to hang out a couple feet back yeah just you know just watch him play and sing it'd be great zombies (laughs) 
I don't know if it'd be good for the world or if we're going to end the world. I don't know. Could it get, well, I mean, obviously it would definitely get worse. I don't know. It depends on if the zombie disease was transmittable. If not, let's bring them back. Let let them come hang out. Yeah. What's a few zombies going to hurt? Nothing. (laughs) It's always so good to get to talk to you, Billy. Yeah, man. It's fun talking to you. I wish I could have come over, but I didn't want to come super late. But uh, either way, it's still a great time whenever we get a chance to do it. Yeah. I got to come drop a record off for y'all. Oh, yeah. Beans and Cornbread. Everybody go listen to that. It's on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, he now has hard copies. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I I talked to Mike Underwood yesterday. And he told me I could bring some up and put them in Chief. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. It's the first time I'll ever have something in a store. Yeah, Chief Records so. is a good place to put it. Good place no. to have it. I'm, I'm hoping so. Maybe I'll sell a couple copies. Get yeah. a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great talking to you, Billy. Yeah, thank everyone for listening. Again, this is Jack Barksdale's Root Revival, and I hope to see you next time.